coming up next on the Varsity Journal Podcast. It is so damn good. I've only three episodes in, but it might be the best thing I've ever watched. Hey, his dog, the dog is tied up. His owner just up and left. And he's not disturbing a damn soul. I left the grocery store and I couldn't even help myself. I had to say hi like a creep. I didn't even pet him. I just said hi. This is something that has been believed for a very long time, but nobody has really had enough proof to put any fact next to it. Well, now here it is. This is fact. We are live. Thank you for tuning in. I am Ryan Poirier. This is the Varsity Journal Podcast, episode number 17. We are one week away from Christmas. We're going to do a special episode for that one. Um, It's going to be a Christmas special episode. You can turn it on while you're testing out your new wireless headphones that you just got for Christmas. Or... You can listen to it on your new Alexas or Amazon Echoes, whatever. A little more on that episode later on. Uh, I I got some fun people coming on that show. Uh, I saw something yesterday that absolutely pissed me off. I was walking out of the grocery store and I see this dog tied to a pole. And he is the best looking boy that I have ever seen in my entire life. He's sitting up straight with his back arched and he's waiting for his owner, not barking at anybody, not trying to bite his leash off. He's just sitting there and he's minding his own fucking business. And along comes this guy walking his psycho ass little yappy dog who starts barking and screaming at this good boy tied to the pole. Now, I get it. Dogs bark. But for the people who own these piece of shit dogs, why? What is the point? You have a dog minding his own business, being on the his best behavior, cute as shit, own one of those dogs. And along comes your little fucking yapper to come and scream at him. You know, here you got a dog who's tied up not bothering anybody you're walking this dog and the dog who's being walked is getting in his face the dog who's tied up can't do anything okay his dog the dog is tied up his owner just up and left and he's not disturbing a damn soul i left the grocery store and i couldn't even help myself i had to say hi like a creep I didn't even pet him. I just said hi. Like a weirdo. And who buys those yappy dogs anyways? I see them everywhere. Are they cheap as fuck or something? Is that why people actually own them? Because wouldn't you just much rather have a golden retriever or a badass Siberian husky or something like that? You know, it makes me sick. Keep your fucking dogs at home if they're going to scream at good boys. Oh man, have you guys started watching uh, this new Netflix series called An Innocent Man? Have you guys watched that yet? 
this show is blowing my damn mind. Um, it is so damn good. I'm only three episodes in, but it might be the best thing I've ever watched. It's... Okay, so it's about this super violent crime that happened in the 80s in this small town in Oklahoma because obviously it's a small town in Oklahoma. Where else would it be? Um, this woman, she gets brutally raped and then she gets murdered. And the belief is that two people had to have committed a crime like this. Um, nobody nobody finds out who it is. And this crime ultimately goes unsolved. And then two years later in the same county in Oklahoma, this woman gets this other woman, obviously, because the other one was murdered. But this other woman, she gets kidnapped, and it's believed to be by three young boys, or maybe it's three young men. Um, and you literally hear the confessions of two of these young men. You hear their confessions admitting to this crime at the very beginning of this documentary. And then everything just gets crazy at that point. And the most amazing thing about this show is that you watch all of this and you're giving this like without a shadow of a doubt kind of attitude towards these guys because they already committed this crime and there's nothing that's going to change your mind about this. So you think. Because out of nowhere, there's a twist that happens at the end of the first episode and then you start thinking it might have been somebody else. And then ultimately, throughout this series, as you get on to the next episodes, you have no idea what to think. Because this show goes everywhere and it just manipulates any prior belief that you had in the previous episode. Uh, it's called An Innocent Man. It is your typical Netflix crime documentary Um the cinematography is so freaking good. The music is amazing. The entire scenes that are acted out as, you know, those scenes that are acted out as the interviewee is is telling the story. And there's nothing really unique about this show. It's the same shtick that all of those other Netflix documentaries have. But there's nothing more that you than you need. There's nothing more than I need other than that. Me and my girlfriend, we started this series the other night. And she said to me, you know, don't you think that it's a little old? You know, all these shows are the same. And it's true, you know, like Making a Murder, uh, The Staircase, Evil Genius, whatever. All those shows are so similar and they all have the same style of production. But dude, there's nothing else that I want. You know, why would I want anything different? This is my kind of shit. And this series in particular is all of those good things that make up the stereotypical Netflix crime. And it's encompassed in one amazing documentary. And it's all of those things on steroids. Like the cinematography in this 
in uh, this series is extra good. The picture is so damn smooth. It's almost like 3D-like. And you know what I mean? The actors that the film follows who are acting out these stories and the accounts of what happened, they are, you know, the actors are extra good. They look identical to the people they're portraying. Um, and, you know, there's this extra detail on them that the director puts in. And the music, especially, is really freaking good. It almost has, like, this wild, wild west feel to it. And I swear to God, after every episode, you are so enticed that you need to watch the next episode. It's kind of like this podcast. You listen to one episode and you need to listen to the next. Okay, maybe that's not entirely true. But, I mean, trust me, at the end of every episode of this series... There's like something insane that will happen in like the last five minutes. And you're like, holy shit, I need to watch the next episode. Um, I'd be surprised if you started watching the show and didn't finish it in a day. It's one of those kind of shows. You know, I'm only three episodes in and I think that it might be the best documentary I've ever watched. Uh, there's six episodes in total and I think that I'm going to finish uh I think I'm going to finish it tonight because it's so fucking good. Hey, man, is this a fucking sports podcast or what? Like, what am I rambling about? Dogs? Documentaries? I don't even know at this point. Uh, I don't even have a guest on today. It's just me, and I'm in my room speaking to myself like a fucking crazy person. All right, what do we have here? Uh, What is on tap this week in the world of sports? Nothing too much, honestly, Um, probably because it's the holiday season, and, you know, I mean, it is the biggest week in football for a lot of people out there, a lot of fantasy footballers, because this is the final week, this is the last week of fantasy football, fantasy football lasts 16 weeks, this is it, and you better believe that your boy whooped some ass last week. That's right, I booked my ticket to the finals, baby. I'm in the championship round uh, this week. We got some big money on the line. Um, we, you know, Everybody pitched in 50 bucks at the beginning of the season, and this was the most money that we've ever pitched in, uh, in fantasy football since the league began like five years ago. So there's some big money on the line, but even more important than that, there's some big bragging rights on the line you know the funny thing is there's a lot of money at stake but I only really started thinking about the money at the beginning of the week when when I had just realized that I was in the final prior to that I didn't think about the money at all I mean you think about that money at the beginning of the year and that's kind of an incentive for everybody to try their hardest but you ultimately don't need it I mean The money really doesn't matter. And this is coming from a guy who, believe me, I do not have a lot of money. What matters is bragging rights. And the value in those bragging rights are worth far more than money. Far more than whatever money can buy. You can't buy the same thing with bragging rights. Because what you can do with bragging rights, the value it has, there is endless value. Okay, if you're able to talk endless amounts of shits to your, shit to your friends for weeks on end, 
There's nothing better than that. And I truly, 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 truly mean it. As a guy and as a sports fan, having the ability to talk shit to, to some of your best friends, there's nothing better than that. And listen, there might be some people that don't know what I'm talking about. Dude, the only, the only people that get what I'm saying are other people who play fantasy football. Um, this shit is important. Fantasy football is important for that sole reason. Okay, uh, the next thing that I want to get into, you know what? This is a little dated. And by dated, I mean this is like a week old. But there's a lot about this that I am interested in unraveling. Um, I only found out about this video a couple of days ago. You know, it's like seven days old at this point. But holy fuck. Um, for whatever reason, a lot of people didn't care about this. And you can tell that nobody ever really did care about this. Because it's no longer news. Nobody's talking about this anymore. Um, nobody's offering any repercussions for what happened. And this is what happened. Okay, so Stephen A. Smith. He's one of the hosts on the morning show First Take. It's one of the biggest uh, morning sports shows in the entire world. Uh, it's probably bigger than Sports Center. Um, and Stephen A. Smith is one of the biggest TV personnels in the world. And in the matter of 30 seconds, this guy revealed to the world what a fucking phony he truly is. Uh, before I get into this, before I get into why I'm even showing you this video uh, and talking about this video um, and what I think about Stephen A. Smith, I'm going to roll the clip for you. Um, this is what Stephen A. Smith said on uh, First Take on his show. So that's the um, that's the video. This obviously was somebody else had like taken a video and uh, was analyzing it, and he was laughing throughout of it, and it throughout it, and it was super annoying. Uh, I I I would never laugh during. So I was, you know, I just want to clarify that in case anyone thought that was me laughing in the background because that's something that I would never do. I would never show you a video and then proceed to fucking laugh after I, you know, recorded it. Um, anyway, that's, that's the video. And I'm not going to dissect everything that's wrong in this video because you can find that out for yourself on YouTube and you've probably already seen this this video like a million times okay it's already been done before essentially Stephen A. Smith started talking about Hunter Henry 
that's a guy whose name I haven't even heard of this year because Hunter Henry has been injured all season. He hasn't played a single down of football. Um, And Stephen A. Smith is talking about the way that Hunter Henry has been playing this year. And then he went on Twitter and he defended himself saying that he was thinking about Virgil Green and that this was a classic slip-up. Okay, let's... Let's look up Virgil Green's stats, okay? Because Stephen A. Smith has been talking... You know, he was talking about how guys like Virgil Green and the way that this guy has been playing this year. Okay, Virgil Green has one touchdown. He's averaging two and a half targets per game. And so Stephen A. Smith is talking about, oh, oh, Sorry, the guy that I was talking about that was, you know, that I think has been doing amazing this year is Virgil Green. Okay, but that also doesn't make any sense because this guy has one touchdown. Uh, This guy has averaging two and a half receptions. Sorry, not even two and a half receptions. Two and a half targets. So that means he's averaging if Phillip Rivers just simply looks at him and attempts to throw the ball to him. That's He's averaging two and a half of those. Okay? So he was saying that this was a classic slip-up. Clearly it wasn't a classic slip-up. because And clearly it, you weren't mistaken by Vir- Virgil Green. Because this guy has not had a great season. Okay? So... Essentially what happened over the past week is teams started to troll Stephen A. Smith. Um, You know, like the Los Angeles Chargers, for instance, they said that, you know, LaDainian Tomlinson is out tonight. And other teams started trolling him too, uh, saying that guys were going to be out tonight, guys who are clearly retired. Um, And... Stephen A. Smith pretended like, you know, he went on Twitter and he offered that apology and he was like, yeah, I was doing too many things at once. And he pretended like he was just rolling with the punches. And he said that it was a classic slip up. He said that he was doing too many things at once. And this past week, everybody forgot about it. And that's what Stephen A. Smith believes that everyone is going to do. Is just forget about it. But I'm not. I'm not going to forget about it. Because I want to know what the fuck came out of his mouth. And how did he spit seven false facts in the matter of 25 seconds? Is it because Stephen A. might be a robot that's run and programmed by ESPN and maybe they accidentally downloaded a script inside of his robotic brain? A script that existed in 2017 when Hunter Henry was actually playing, when Derek Johnson was actually in the NFL? Probably not because Stephen A. 
didn't even sound intelligent when he was talking. And if he was fed a script, at least that script would have sounded intelligent. He would have sounded like a sports guy. But this is the thing, okay? Stephen A. Smith sounded like that guy you try and talk sports with. You know, that guy at a Christmas party. Or maybe he's that guy at a new job that you just started. Or maybe you're in a class and you have no friends in that class. And you meet this new guy and you try talking sports with him. And at first that guy comes off as someone who might know a thing or two about sports. And it all makes sense. But then all it takes is a sentence like that to see right through him. I'm talking about guys like yada, yada, yada. And then he proceeds to list off a bunch of players who aren't relevant in the least. Because this is the thing. Stephen A. Smith, all that he needs to do is have that powerful sports voice that he uses time and time again and say, I'm talking about guys like this. I'm talking about guys like that. Dude, these guys aren't in the NFL. So, the only people you're fooling is non-sports fans. What this is, it isn't just old news. This isn't just a classic slip-up. This is something that has been believed for a very long time, but nobody has really had enough proof to put any fact next to it. Well, now here it is. This is fact. Stephen A. Smith doesn't know shit about what he's talking about. You give him a script and he can usually put on some bravado on those words and he can look the part and he can act the part. And, he, you know, if he's passionate enough, then he seems like he's the right guy for the job. And there's nobody in the country who is, is passionate about these things that he is arguing about. That's what he looks like. But at the end of the day, this man doesn't know a fucking thing. And I've known this for a very long time. Two years ago, when someone thought that it was a good idea to put Stephen A. Smith on the commentary team for a Manny Pacquiao fight, I had to turn my TV on mute because I couldn't stand to hear Stephen A. Smith try and bullshit his way through 12 rounds of a sport he knows absolutely nothing about. Listen. I know, I know this type of guy. I know this act that he's putting on. You can't fool me, okay? You might be able to fool the average fan, but I'm not your average sports fan. You can't fool me when you say that you know shit about sports when you very clearly don't know a fucking thing. There's a reason that I had to mute my TV. Because I, he wasn't bullshitting me. And I can't stand it. You're Stephen A. Smith try and talk and act like he knows so much more about these sports than people who talk about these sports for a living or people who have actually been in this sport. You know, for whatever reason, Stephen A. Smith gets the opportunity to do something that many more qualified men do not have the opportunity to do. And it's sickening to see guys like that on TV. 
Yes, this is dated news. Yes, Stephen A. Smith's classic slip-up is dated news. But we shouldn't let that distract ourselves from the fact that this fucking moron is worth $10 million. And he is getting paid to do something that I should be doing. Maybe not to that extent. Because I don't think that I am good enough yet to deserve my own hosting gig on the biggest network in America. Maybe not just yet. But I'm working at a fucking bar, okay? I'm devoting all of my time to my craft, yet I'm still working at a bar. And I know more than Stephen A. Smith because I'm more passionate about his career than he is. And I'm not worth $10 million. I'm making just north of $10 an hour working at a fucking bar. And listen, I am more passionate about his career than he is. And I don't make a cent for the work that I put in towards being knowledgeable in sports. Because... And I've said this on the podcast before. If you're passionate about something, then you do it for free. You do the thing every day. And it doesn't make you think about the money that comes from it. And if you can do that, if you can do the thing and not think about the money, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you're not earning money just yet. I think success will inevitably come for those people who do that. And Stephen A. Smith, this guy, who's worth $10 million, he said a sentence that countless people I've spoken with in classrooms or workplace have said before. And it makes me sick. And it makes me say, why am I even talking with you? Because clearly, you're not a sports fan. Um, last week I told you guys about that infamous crackhead story. I had, uh, um, breakfast. I had crack. No, I did not have crack. Uh, but I had breakfast with somebody who did. And I got to watch him perform to all about that bass, uh, right in the doorway of a Tim Hortons, um, in Ottawa. And if you guys want to hear that story, then listen to the end of episode 16 of this podcast. Um, but something else interesting happened to me, uh, this past week. Um, on Saturday I was working at a hotel and I was working for a Christmas party for this company. And I essentially had dinner with a cokehead. Um, let me explain that story a little bit more. I was working with this guy who offered me Coke. And if you guys know anything about me, I don't do hard drugs. I don't I don't mess around with that shit. So you know, when I when this guy's discreetly asking me if I have any blow or if I want any blow, I'm like, no, man, Uh, I'm good. Thank you. So throughout this shift, I can tell that this guy is clearly already on something. Um, He's got tattoos on his fucking neck. And 
he's giving me bro shakes and he's like, you know what, man, I, I like you and we should hang out sometime. I'm like, oh my God, I need this shift to end. And, you know, I'm telling him like, you know, like, I, I like to keep my circle small kind of thing to just kind of, you know, that's like a friendly way of being like, no, I don't, I don't want to hang out with you. Right. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a pussy in this situation because I'm scared about what this cokehead can do to me. And I'm scared that this guy might go off the rails any minute because this guy's clearly nuts. He's telling me these stories about how he deals coke and he's telling me these stories about how he like breaks people's necks and legs and shit if they don't pay him back. He told me a, this was like when I in the first five minutes of meeting this guy, he's like asking me about my living situation and shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I'm living with my girlfriend, too. And he's telling me a story about they went to Gatineau. Uh, Gatineau is like literally right across the pond in um, right across the canal uh, from Ottawa. And it's in Quebec. And he's telling me that he, him and his girlfriend went to a McDonald's at like three in the morning and the McDonald's had refused to serve them because they didn't speak French. You know, I highly doubt that was the case. Uh, you know, these guys were probably doing coke in the fucking bathrooms of McDonald's. That's probably why they weren't getting served. But anyway, he said they weren't serving uh, us because we didn't speak French. So he tells me uh, that his girlfriend wa- walked through the drive-thru and starts banging on the windows of the McDonald's drive through window. And he's like, yeah, man, uh, the cars around us were locking their doors. Uh Obviously, they were locking their doors because your unstable girlfriend is a maniac. And then he said, yeah, so she called up the McDonald's after all that and um, they offered to give her $30 in food coupons. No, they didn't, first of all. Uh, And he's like, yeah. And then she refused. And I think that he was hoping that I was going to be like, oh, yeah, man, your girlfriend is a badass. But all I could think of was your girlfriend is a fucking psycho. And I would tell you to get out now. But clearly, uh, you might be a little more psycho than her. So anyway, throughout my shift, this guy is like trying to give me life advice. And he's like, yeah, you know, you got to have three plans. You got to have three plans. Your first plan is your original plan. Your second plan is your backup plan. And then your third plan is if everything goes to shit. And I was like, uh, okay, buddy. Thank you for the life advice. Um, Then throughout this shift, this guy, or sorry, yeah, the third life advice. He's like, you might wake up one day and everything goes to shit. And maybe your your girl is going to be with a different guy. And I was like, you know what, man? Uh... I've been with my girl for a long enough time. I don't think that I'm going to wake up one day and her be with a different guy. I think that we have uh, this little thing that 
um, some people might need in a relationship. It's called uh, communication and respect for one another. Uh, You and your psychotic girlfriend, uh, I don't know if you guys are capable of building your relationship up to that point, but maybe you guys should start. And he's like, yeah, me and my girlfriend have been together for two years. And I'm like, okay, then why would you fear that your girlfriend might, you might wake up one day and she's with a new man? Uh, you talk about being loyal. Um, so throughout the shift, this guy is like delegating me, right? And he's telling me what to do, do this, do that. I'm like, dude, I don't work for you, right? Like we're working for the same wage. We're working the same, like for this Christmas party, we're doing the same thing. So I don't need you delegating me. We're going to be working to two 30 in the morning anyway, like go away. So I find little ways to just kind of keep away from this guy as I totally should have been doing from the very beginning. So then I'm staying away from this guy and yeah, then I, I attend to my own work. Um, I like working independently. And there's nothing that drives me more nuts than working with people like that. So anyway, I see him at the end of the shift, uh, like hours later. And he's like, man, I've been, bro, I've been looking for you all, all over. And uh, I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, like I haven't seen you since like for like three hours. Because there was like a certain time where we all had dinner together, right? Like us and all the staff. Um, and yeah, I had dinner with this cokehead, um, during this big staff meal, uh, and he's, you know, going off the rails during that staff meal. He probably had just done a line of coke. Um, then we go into, I go to take a piss and this guy like follows me into the bathroom and he's like in the stall. And I guess he had dropped like a bag of coke in down the toilet. Because he's like freaking out. And he's like, dude, I just lost $160 worth of coke. And I was like, okay, like I'm, I got to go, man. Thank you. So anyway, I see him like three hours after that. And he's like, bro, I've been looking for you everywhere. Got to tell you this crazy story. And I was like what man, like, what now, you know, like, our shift is almost wrapping up, and I was like, please, like, don't let me get stuck with this guy, and inhibit my way of actually leaving uh, this hotel, and this guy's like, yeah, man, I did something bad, I was like, what did you do, and he's like, man, you you know that one girl, uh, that we were talking with at, at the dinner. I was like, yeah, sure. Like there was like a few different girls like that were sitting at the table. It's like, yeah, you know, like the, that hot blonde girl, this, you know, I'm not going to be mean, whatever. Uh, she wasn't a hot blonde girl, but she wasn't the most attractive girl in the world. But anyway, I'm not going to say anything other than that. Um, he's like, yeah, man, I, I got her number. I was like, oh, yeah, wow. And he's like, yeah, bro, she's hot and she smokes weed. And I was like, okay, nice. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes back to that life, like this typical guy, right, who thinks that like what they're saying actually has substance to it. And he goes, 
Yeah, man, remember what I was telling you earlier? This is backup plan number three. Because you never know, your girl might, might be keeping her options open too. And I was like, well, I don't think my girl's getting other guys' numbers at uh, Christmas parties. But, um, yeah, yeah, all right. Your life advice. Thanks, man. I'll, I'll, I'll take that into uh, account. So I gave this guy, this cokehead, my number because I was afraid that if I gave him the wrong number when he asked me for my number, he would somehow find out and kill me. Luckily, I was able to leave the hotel uh, safe and sound. And as far as I know, this guy didn't track me down and isn't keeping tabs on me. Um, And hopefully he doesn't know where I live. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I escaped, I escaped him, I escaped him alive, um, he hasn't yet asked to hang out, and if he does, you bet your ass I will be updating this podcast, uh, with the going-ons of that, um, because that guy was an interesting, interesting character, but I escaped, I'll, uh, I'll keep you guys updated on what goes, what goes on with that story, um, Anyways, uh, hope you guys are have a great holiday. Hope um, everybody has a great trip back home. Uh, for those heading home for the holidays, stay safe, stay warm, all that. Uh, hopefully, you got to listen to this episode um, during your trip or during your trip back home. Uh, and this Christmas, guys... Uh, yeah, so this Christmas, listen to the Christmas special of this podcast. I'm going to have some of my friends on the show. Uh, there's some guys who have been wanting to get on this show for whatever reason. They've they've been asking me to get them on the show. So my Christmas gift to them and my Christmas gift to you is I'm going to have these guys on the show. Uh, I got my old roommate, Gabe. Uh, he's coming on the show. Gabe... Um, about a year and a half ago, Gabe started a PR firm with his best friend, and they started it literally in the house that we were living in, and in the year and a half, these guys have really, really blown up, and their company is doing incredible, so I'm going to have Gabe on for that. Uh, my buddy John is coming on the show. Uh, we're going to talk some sports bets. This guy is a, a big gambler, if you will, so... We're going to talk some sports and gambling and, you know, ginormous sports fan, Adam Zori, uh, another one of my great friends. He will be joining the show and um, me and this guy have been in the same fantasy football league now for almost five years and I'm going to let Adam Zori tell you about my improbable run to the fantasy football finals uh, that go down this week. Um and we're going to recap some fantasy football, me and Adam, sorry. Uh, and further to that, I've got a big surprise, um, a big thing going on with this podcast and something else that I'm going to be doing with this podcast. Um, I got a big announcement uh, that I'm really excited to tell you guys about and just some stuff going on in 2019 that I'm that I can't wait to share with you guys. Uh, and that goes down on Christmas Day. Uh, that's going to be the Christmas special episode. Um, 
So that's going to come out Christmas morning for all of you guys. Uh, can't wait to do that one. It's going to be a fun one. And yeah, I don't know why, man. I don't know why, but these dumb idiots wanted to come on the show. And so I'm going to grant them their Christmas wish and, uh, and have them on this podcast. Hey, uh, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, this is the Varsity Journal podcast. Always, guys, thank you. Appreciate it. Peace.